Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blessed Winds Bible Message Podcast. Thank you all for joining in and listening in again today. I got a, I got a secret. I got to tell you guys something. It's juicy, though. It's really good. You're not going to believe it. You know the power that your tongue has? I'm going to start off with Luke 12, 3. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. God hates a slanderer. God hates a gossip. So starting off with, hey, I got something to tell you. I got something really juicy. When you have people come up to you and start telling you that, they might be telling you something that God is disappointed that they're letting you know. They might be gossiping. They might be telling you something bad about somebody. They might be propagating a lie and don't even know it. God really doesn't like a slanderer. says it in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Person that stirs up conflict in the community. That's That could be inadvertently you if you're sharing gossip. You might not have been the one to start the false witness. You might not have been the one to originally bear it. However, if you're telling a lot of other people what's going on, you might be unknowingly stirring up conflict in the community. The person that started the slander, Psalms 101.5 says, Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. Again, this is all slander. This is all people saying things against people. This is all stuff that God does not want us to do. God does not want us stirring the pot, so to speak. God does not want us upsetting other people and ruining their lives with lies. Life is hard enough. God puts challenges in front of us. The devil is tempting us all over the place. Life is very, very difficult to maintain without help from other people slandering us. So the original slanderer, if you look at Genesis 3, the devil tempted Eve in the garden. Looked at her and said, did God really say you couldn't eat from that tree? You're surely not going to die. That was an attack on, the, on God. The devil was attacking God by that statement. The devil was trying to make sure there was doubt in what God was saying. And that's the original slander. God was attacked. God's word was attacked. We need to be cautious when we're talking to people that we're not inadvertently attacking them. That we're not changing what they said. God really didn't like it when it happened to him. God detests it, according to the verses I read earlier. So what is gossip? 
I went and looked it up in the dictionary. Gossip is to run about and tattle and tell idle tales. Slander is to defame, to injure by maliciously uttering a false report respecting one to tarnish or impair the reputation of one by false tales, maliciously told or propagated. Or propagated is the key word there that ties it to gossip. Because sometimes we hear something, but we don't know if it's true. And sometimes people spread that. Sometimes people say things. We need to use caution because sometimes gossip is slander. Sometimes we inadvertently slander somebody based on a report. Sometimes what happened is maybe it didn't start as slander. Maybe what happened is the person was telling a tale, telling a story, telling about the situation, and through the course of playing the telephone game, how many of you are familiar with the telephone game? I'd say raise your hand, but I really can't see you. But I'm raising my hand right now. So the telephone game is you start in a circle, and the more people you have, the funner it is to hear what it ends up at the end. Somebody whispers a secret into somebody's ear, and you whisper it all the way around the room, and it gets back to the person that started it. Usually, it's different than where it started. Sometimes by just a couple of words, sometimes by a lot. Why did it change? Sometimes people put their spin on it. Sometimes people maliciously put in their own part of the story for fun, just to see how big it can change by the time it gets back to the first person. And then they hear it and they go, oh, that's, that's quite a bit different than what I even said. It's stirring the pot. So some things you want to think about gossip, you want to do a test if you're hearing something. You want to have some sort of way to determine if this is something that should be kept going or if you should shut it down right there. The first thing you need to ask yourself and ask the person that's telling you, is it true? Do you know that this is true? How do you know this is true? Because it's really cool when you start talking to people and they start telling you a story and you go, well, is it true? Is that really what happened? And they look at you and go, well, that's what I heard. Well, who'd you hear it from? Them. Them? Yeah, they told me. Well, what's their names? Oh, I don't want to give their names. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. These are all indications that this is gossip, that this is stuff that should not be let out. The next test for a gossip, are they telling you a good thing? Mary had a baby the other day. His name was Jesus Christ. That's a good thing. However, if they're telling you how somebody was sneaking around and is a drunkard, is that a good thing? Do they know for sure? One of the other things that you want to do to determine if it's gossip or not is, is it helpful? Is it useful? Do you have a need for the information? Is it important? So if it's just salacious and it's just something that you're going to get and it's going to be, you're going to run with it, or it's just something fun for you to know, it might just be gossip. If it's something important like, hey, 
this person is planning on hurting you if you go here, harming you physically. That's, that's important. That's useful. That's helpful. That's not gossip. That's protection. You need to, when people are coming to you with some of these things, give it this gossip test. Determine if it's gossip. Ephesians 4.29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We need to benefit other people. Gossiping, murmuring, talking in the dark corners, whispering in people's ears. None of that builds up other people. That's all works of the devil. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. He whispered in their ears, eat this fruit, it'll be okay. You'll become like God if you eat this fruit. God doesn't want you to become like him. It doesn't sound like any of that is good. That None of that passed the gossip test. So why do we do it? Why do we gossip? Well, it does go back to Adam and Eve. We live in a fallen world. Before Adam and Eve ate that fruit, there was no sin. After they ate that fruit, sin became a thing. God didn't want us to have sin. However, that caused us to live in a fallen world. Sometimes people like to hear bad things. Sometimes it builds them up. Sometimes they're addicted to it. We want to know the dirt. I had a friend, and every time I talked to her, she's always talking about somebody else. She's always talking about what this person is doing and who they're dating and how their relationship is going. And she's addicted to the dirt because a lot of what she was talking about was not good things. I affectionately called her a drama llama because the drama was there. And she so wanted to be part of the drama. Because when you're part of the drama, you're part of the club. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. You're in the know. And being in the know is is important. It's cheap entertainment. And you're the star. It feeds your own vanity. Everybody's listening to me right now because I'm the one with the scoop. Unfortunately, it also, some people, it drives them to embellish the story a little bit. And make it a little bit better. It also diverts us away from our own weaknesses. If you're looking at this person over here and the problems they have, you're not looking at me and the problems I'm carrying around. That's why a lot of people like to gossip. Sometimes, some people have more nefarious intent. They want to cause harm to someone they don't like. Romans 128-32 through 32, speaks a little bit about this. And this is a letter from Paul to the Romans, and it talks about our fallen world, our fallen society. Furthermore, as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not be done. They have been filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. 
They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve those who practice them. Nobody's saying you're going to be put to death for slander and gossip. What that is saying is you won't have eternal life. And if you continue to do these things, if you continue to gossip, continue to allow the gossip to happen, if you approve of those people that produce the slander and propagate the gossip, and maybe even slander on their own, adding parts to the story, you're offending God. You're causing problems. You're being a drama llama. Stop being a drama llama. So how do we avoid gossip? How do we get people to understand that we don't want to partake in gossip? Because people come up to people all the time and, hey, I got to tell you this. I will tell you, over the course of the last several years, less and less people walk up to me and gossip. Because I've been honest with them about how I feel about gossip. I look at them and I say, where'd you hear that? Who told you that? And when they start with the they's and them's and things like that, I said, if you're not willing to put a name on it, I'm not willing to accept it or carry it on. You don't want to hear it. You let them know you don't want to hear it. Remember, if they're sharing with you gossip and you share a secret with them, there's a good chance that they're going to share that with somebody else. They are going to turn on you as well. They're going to share that with somebody else so that they can fill their vanity, so that they can feed their vanity, so that they can be the popular one, the one in the know. So how do you stop it? Proverbs 26.20 says, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. So stop it. Stop it in its tracks. One, you don't continue to spread it. When I was working before I retired, I was higher up in the organization. And one of the jobs that I had and I was tasked with was stopping the gossip. And one of the things that I did was I went to the source. I contacted the subject of the gossip. Hey, I'm hearing this. This true? And getting their side of the story. And most of the time, what I was hearing wasn't exactly their side of the story. What I was hearing originally with the gossip was somebody else's perception of what happens. Many times it didn't feel malicious from the other person. It was their perception of what happened. However, the spreading it without going to that other person was the malicious part because you need to clear up those perceptions. Matthew 18, 15 through 17 states, If your brother sins against you, go to him and tell him his fault, between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by testimony of two or three witnesses. Now that's not, you're not taking friends along to gang up on them. You're taking people along that, witnessed the incident or were part of the incident, maybe to help explain the perception. You're not ganging up on this person. You're not bringing a bunch of people along to put this person in a corner. 
If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. You want to bring everybody together to rectify the problem. Bring all the players, bring everybody that's involved so that everything can be sorted out. The next thing you want to be aware of is flattery. You can tell when somebody's going to bring you gossip and you just this is just to keep you on, on guard when it's coming and how to stop it. Hey, I know you can keep a secret. Hey, listen, you're a really good friend of mine. I need to tell you this. When they start buttering you up, they're trying to win you over. They're trying to gain your ear. And then as soon as they have your ear, you better be very cautious of the next words that are coming out of their mouth because it might be gossip, it might be slander. After a few opportunities, if they are still gossiping to you after you've let them know that you don't want to hear the gossip, remove them. Like I said, they're going to talk about you. Proverbs 20:19. a gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. Because they're going to betray your confidence. Sometimes they're just talking to hear themselves talk. I remember when I used to gossip a lot. Sometimes I just like to hear my voice. I've stopped since then. I've realized how bad and destructive it can be. It's hard, though. It's hard to realize when you're gossiping sometimes. Titus 3.10 Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. When you do something wrong, Sometimes it's helpful to have somebody tell you what you're doing wrong. Sometimes you should you should realize what you're doing wrong. Sometimes it takes reading the Bible to understand what you're doing wrong. But if you're doing something wrong and somebody advises you that you're doing something wrong and what they're advising you of is in line with the Bible, take heed. Try to fix it. If it's something that's ingrained in you, it might be difficult for you to stop the first time. Don't use that as an excuse to why you keep going, though. Stop. Do everything you can. When you're getting ready to talk to somebody, do the gossip test. Ask yourself those questions. So what I discovered when I really started cleaning up the fact that I gossiped a little bit, I had to figure out when I was sharing things with people and it was important and when it was gossip. And that was tough. Again, I did that test. And sometimes still things weren't 100% clear. But you need to think about this. If you're helping somebody, it may be okay. And what I mean by that is, if you're telling someone, hey, listen, I need to let you know, if you go do this, this person is going to attack you. That's okay to talk about that. You are protecting somebody else. But you better be careful there because a lot of people use that as an excuse. If you're afraid, if you're scared for yourself that something bad is going to happen to you, it's okay to seek counseling. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to seek help. If you're reporting abuse and neglect, if you think somebody is being emotionally abused, if you think somebody is being neglected, if you think somebody is being physically harmed, that's not gossiping. That's protecting somebody. 
and people need protection. If it's something that the Bible says you have to report, you need to report it. Acts 23, 16 through 22, but when the son of Paul's sister heard of the plot, he went to the barracks and he told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions and said, take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul the prisoner sent me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside and asked, what is it you want to tell me? He said, some Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them because more than 40 of them are waiting in ambush for him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now, waiting for your consent to their request. The commander dismissed the young man with this warning. Don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. So right there is a time when it's okay. It shows you a perfect example of when it's all right. Paul was going to be harmed. It's okay to tell somebody that. It's okay to share that. It's important to. Because when you're sharing those things, you're protecting somebody's life. Or you're protecting their livelihood. Or you're protecting their sanity. Or you're protecting their emotions. Protecting somebody is a perfect reason to share something like that. One of the other things you might want to think about is maybe we need to be talking better about people. Why is it that we always want to hear the bad things? Maybe instead of wanting to hear the bad things, we want to hear the good things. We want to talk about and celebrate people's victories. We want to celebrate the Lord. We want to celebrate all the good things that God has given us. I will tell you, once I started not focusing on the negative and started focusing on the positive, my outlook on everything adjusted. It was easier not to gossip because I didn't have to. I didn't care. And the more people realized that I wasn't going to be a receptacle for the garbage that they were peddling, the less garbage ended up coming in front of me. I still hear things. People still get the same questions. Oh, yeah? Who said that? Are you sure? Is that true? And I don't give it place. And I don't spread it to other people. Will y'all pray with me? Lord, keep us free from sin and remove these temptations to spread salacious rumors. Lord, thank you for all the wonderful things that you've given us. Lord, thank you for the sun coming up in the morning and the sun setting in the evening. Lord, thank you for sending your only son to die for us on a cross so that these sins that we commit, when we realize that we're doing them, we repent. We repent, Lord, and we pray for your forgiveness because we know you put Jesus on the cross so that our sins would be forgiven. And Lord, let us forgive those that have trespassed against us, the ones that have spread rumors about us, Lord. Let us forgive those people right now. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for joining me again for another Blessed Winds Bible message. I hope you all have a blessed couple of weeks. Remember to like and subscribe, and remember to share this with your friends. Have a blessed couple of weeks.